Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. It's good, y'all. Uh, Monday Night Raw emanated from Everett, Washington. Last time they were out there, the fans went crazy for Daniel Bryan. Uh, it was one of my favorite, uh, it was at least the beginning of it. One of my favorite Daniel Bryan promos. I can't really remember too much of it, but I did like how he was like, finally some people that understand. And, you know, they went crazy and he was still a heel. So sometimes it's really fun to, uh, you know, have that heel get cheered like that. And, and you know, we all know Daniel Bryan is one of the more intelligent uh, WWE uh, superstars. And, you know, he is the planet's champion. So, you know, either way, um... Uh, open up the show. I actually missed a little bit of it, but I did get to see some of the replays on YouTube. Apparently, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, who closed the Stomping Ground show on Sunday, uh, were in the ring, and this brings out Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. I believe Corbin's music hit. Lacey came out. Fun little way to shock it. Lacey uh, uh, tagged Becky from behind, and uh, Becky actually, well, <laughs> Seth didn't know what to do. He didn't want to grab the lady. You know, it, it, these things are touchy. You can tell that they're um, delicate. Like, you don't want to be too politically incorrect. It's very clear that Seth Rollins isn't uh, dating uh, uh, Lacey, so he doesn't really feel uh, the... It it isn't necessary for him to try to break up the fight. Becky could defend. She could fend for herself. And she totally did that double leg takedown. Like, Becky looked completely badass there. Like, oh, man, it was no Bailey reference. But, no, it was crazy. Like, she, she looked aggressive. You know, she looks like she just has the experience over Lacey. And it's it's good, you know, like, not to take away anything from the sassy Southern Belle, you know, but right now, Becky is just, uh, she still got it, apparently, the, uh, crowd reaction for Becky and Seth, you know, it's, it's very clear, uh, who they love more, and it would be Becky, even though we take nothing away from, uh, the Beast Slayer, Architect, but, um, yeah, Corbin comes out, he's trying to, you know, scrap with Rollins along with, along with uh, Lacey trying to scrap with them. I think they set up a mixed tag match for uh, Extreme Rules. I'm not mad at that. I'm not opposed to it. I, I like the idea. Sounds like it's going to be a fun match. I would like to see these guys really practice. You could see just the moments in the uh, in all of the chaos how uh, Seth would, you mean, hit, when he hit that sling blade it was good because Lacey was in the corner. It was just a lot of action type stuff like it was uh it was good i liked it you know becky's hitting the ground or hitting the mat afterwards seth turning around after he coming off the ropes you see it all the chaos back there with his girl and you know the lady like it was it's good it was good i like that opening segment and i'm glad that they're gonna be able to have a mixed match uh you know, like an agenda tag team match, and apparently both championships on the line. This was not, uh, this wasn't very uh, accepted. You know, like this, the well, at least say well received by some in the WWE universe, some of the guys in uh, 
uh, some of the higher high upper echelon of the podcast culture in the internet wrestling community, but I kind of like it. I think it's all right. You know, it, it, it gives the match stakes. It makes it mean something. And one of the main complaints is, oh, WWE has meaningless matches. And it's like, well, maybe. Like, I, we can all understand that, you know, you guys want to complain and such like that. But really, let's just continue watching the product since there's an amount of effort being put into it. But, of course, we, you know, always accept a form of deconstructive criticism from the internet wrestling community. But still in all, like... I'm actually with Seth when it comes to this being some of the best, well, I mean, it is sports entertainment, but this is some of the highest caliber stuff on the planet, hands down. As far as, far as a touring product goes, weekly, many days, many live events, like, come on, son, you, they, they, they're coming with something new, so let's embrace it, even if you don't like it as much, just embrace it and see how it will continue to build, but uh, you know, we'll just have to see how things continue. But like I said, I like how they're putting both championships on the line. It almost gives an idea that, you know, uh, Becky and Seth are going to. I mean, it gives an idea that uh, Lacey and Corbin could potentially pick up that victory. Like, whoa, but I don't know. I think that would be uh, not a great idea, <laughs> you know, to, to put that on them. We'll put the championships on them. But still in all, I think it's going to be a great match. I would like to see some crisp moves, awesome tag action. And, um, you know, we'll just see how it all plays out. So all in all, I know that was a very good first segment. Very fun uh, fight scene with him. And it was good stuff. All right. Now, it was the each brand's tag team champions and the brand's top contenders. Now, this part with some of the... Uh, some of the extra podcast culture I definitely can almost agree with like you know I pulled for New Day I like that but certain people have taken losses and now they're being slotted as like you know top contenders in the spot I do know that the you know things are still coming together things are still forming so it's it's all good not too bad at it New Day is longest reigning tag team all time so they kind of all top slotted even though they just you know, took that L to KO and uh, Zayn last night, they could still, excuse me, be in a match, you know, where they could be called the top contenders because who else, you know, who else was going to, you know, fill that spot? So we had the New Day and the Usos taking on the Revival and the Planets Tag Team Champions. So the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Revival, and the Planets Tag Team Champions, and also... More importantly, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So, um, it's Elimination, eight-man tag, uh, good stuff. I came in to see this one. I saw the uh, uh, some of the good spots. Uh, man, I'm trying to recall some of it, but it was, uh, I know it was excellent, and it was fast-paced. Uh, Daniel Bryan went out. The Shadow Machine to woods that was actually one of my favorite spots it did look a little crazy but suspension of disbelief it was a very fun look very very it looked impactful it was awesome showcase a tag team you know you know just athleticism and the rest of it i liked it i liked it i liked the whole 
uh, the old format of it. Some people are against the restarting of the matches, and um, I mean, I, I can I can see where they're upset. I'm uh, I I personally feel like WWE is putting in the attempt, and they have like during the commercial breaks, they have the moments to be able to uh, you know ha- cut some promos. Maybe these guys that are, you know, having matches and going in between, maybe they can take the time and, excuse me, work on their promo skills. Maybe, just maybe, you know, like it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's an idea that I, I want to see continue to flourish potentially, but we'll see how that goes either way, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan were eliminated, and the New Day was eliminated. They cut the commercial, get back, and we uh, get to a main match in so many tenses between the Usos and the Revival. Very good match. The Usos pick up the victory, and um, I guess that slots them for a tag team championship opportunity since they were able to pick up a victory over the Raw Tag Team Champions. Cut a cool promo backstage. One Oos is working on his look and his, you know what I mean, his energy. I'm, uh, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to some of the idea. Let him, you know, do his thing. It's kind of funny. Maybe it could be a new little addition to the character that he's adding along. We'll see. Uh, and uh, other Oos, they talking that. So they on the way trying to get to a uh, seven-time tag team champion. Well, tag team champions. It, it could be something. These guys have been slotted in the past couple of months from most of the internet wrestling community. It's one of the best tag teams in the world. I, uh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. You know, these guys are totally great together. They got good in-ring chemistry. Clearly, they've been a tag team since day one. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was good. So, congratulations to the Usos for picking up that victory. And I think that was the best way to keep these guys looking strong because I don't really remember seeing these guys for a little while. Like, just, just you know, some, it, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. So, um, yeah, let's move on into the next segment. Hold on. 24-7 championship. Apparently, R-Truth defeated Drake Maverick. I guess they won some sort of uh, Miss TV segment. We'll uh, see that eventually. I'm going to see past it, but the part of the 24-7 saga that I did get to see on Monday Night Raw last night was uh, the start of the match between Heath Slater and uh, Mojo Raleigh, where Mojo talked about how embarrassed Heath was and, oh, you know, he didn't, it didn't work out so well last time he tried to go in and ask for a raise. And, oh, you got to and look. Shouts to Heath. Shouts to Mojo. I um, I think that well, a lot of the consensus was Mojo sounded real good. I think um, maybe it's parts of his vocal projection in that character can be worked on. That's that's really my only gripe. Other than that, he definitely seemed like that heel character. You know, telling one or telling Heath that he doesn't or he doesn't want to look at himself in the mirror and it's like well damn mojo but you broke the mirror when you looked at it i mean that's if we're getting critical i think everybody can look themselves in the mirror with uh not too much of an issue you know if you love yourself regardless 
of uh, your shortcomings. And we know that Heath Slater has had a couple of shortcomings. But ultimately, Heath Slater does have uh, one championship victory over Mojo, being a 24-7 champion. So let's see where you at with that heel, Mojo. But that's just, you know, in storyline. Uh, they almost had the match. R-Truth comes running in. Man, this was so crazy. Who I don't even remember the exact order, but I believe Heath was able to pick up a, a surprise roll-up victory. Uh, who else? Uh, Cedric Alexander's in the ring. You got EC. Well, I think so. He picked up the victory. So he was 24-7 champ for a while. EC3 was able to become 24-7 champion. And while he's excited and really, you know, showing what he looks like when he wins a championship, uh, Carmella, out of nowhere, comes from behind him, grabs the championship, and um, awesomely, awesomely, R-Truth comes through and gets the roll-up victory. Well, one, two, three, pin, and... uh, there it is. Well, excuse me. Pin for the win. Huh. And um yeah, picked up and picked up the victory. So now he's apparently a nine-time uh WWE 24/7 champion. That was good. Uh some people are not really like they say just because it's compared to all of the awesome stuff they've done thus far with the 24/7 championship that they they aren't really the highest on you know, the 24-7 championship being showcased on actual television. And it's like, well, this is kind of where it came from. Let's not, let's not downplay it. Maybe some of the segments could be a little more uh, action-based, I guess, instead of seeming so confusing and looking just like a, a giant uh, game of tag. But um, I, do, I do enjoy seeing... However, the 24-7 championship is, you know, uh, you know, being showcased on the show or being displayed on the show. Like, it's it's fun. It's a nice little, uh, quote, comedy segment. And it's it's not bad. It's not bad at all, really. It's uh, it's fun. Like I said, I would like, me personally, I would like to see a little bit more of the, the choreographed action scene typeness because it's, uh, what is it? It's a live action movie is the idea. So... You know, we can't necessarily have, like, the pyro explosions and such like that. But I know that these guys are highly athletic. We'll see. You don't want to overproduce it. But at the same time, you definitely want to keep the match interesting. The people went crazy when he picked up the victory. And then the the championship started to switch hands all over the place. Uh, Was Jinder Mahal out there with that? That's one that I, you know, just looking at the 247 crew, wondering. If uh, anybody is going to be able to pick up a new victory. But we got a couple of those last night at Raw. So that was it was good. Good stuff in the meantime. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So and Drake Maverick hasn't, uh, his wife hasn't spoken to him since he's lost the championship. R-Truth seeing people disguised as, you know, law enforcement officials. And, you know, he talking about me having noise complaints and turning the music down and cars on fire lol and you know it's uh i think it's good stuff you know they're doing what they can they're turning it into gold you know it wasn't well received but i'm starting to notice 
the WWE universe isn't gonna receive anything well. They need to. It needs to be made into something they uh, like and appreciate. And it's been uh, hit or miss for the past couple of uh, years with that. Just trying to double down on certain ideas. But I think now that the ship is uh, being righted and everyone is starting with somewhat of a clean slate. At least that's the way I'm looking at it from stomping ground. Even I'd say last week on uh, both shows, all three shows. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's cool. So now with all that, let's move on to the next match. All right. I didn't catch the handicap match between Shane and Drew taking on Roman, but did see some of the highlights. Oh, man, look, they was uh, beating up on Roman after a while. And out comes the Phenom, the dead man, the Reaper. Talk about kicking ass and taking names. What show, what kind of show would it be? Taking souls and digging holes. Man, Taker came out, surprised everybody. Shane was going for coast to coast. I did not want to see Shane jump again. I do want to see him do crazy things, but at the same time, we just, the best in the world, man, it's early, but, I, man, look, we, we, just want, we don't want Shane to hurt himself or anything like that, some of those, that's a hard bump, but Taker came out, saved him from jumping and hurting himself, but gave him a choke slam, whole beat down afterward, and now we've got a tag team match between Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon taking on Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. How about that? At Extreme Rules, look, it's going to be great to see Taker back in there. We know him and Goldberg wasn't, uh, it didn't, it didn't, I don't want to say live up because they still got in there and they did their thing, but it feels like Taker wants to get in there and redeem himself a little faster than what Goldberg is going to do. That's fine with me. I'm looking at it like I knew that Taker was truly capable. And this time, I'm pretty sure the building is going to be air conditioned. So, hey, let's get it, Taker. Let's get it, big dog. I know that Shane and Drew are going to come with it. It's going to be uh, very, it's very good. Like, I, I personally want to see Drew and Taker, you know, have a, you know, have a quick exchange with just how, you know, they, you know, just, just go at it in the sports entertainment realm. I think that would be a nice look for Drew McIntyre. And uh, it would be a cool rub for Taker in the meantime just to sell some moves. I don't really want to make predictions or have any ponies in the race. But, I mean, come on. The Reaper is the Reaper. And anytime we get to see him on WWE TV, man, look, just, just being with him. Like, right now, Drew, I think, is being positioned for a very, very top spot in, you know, coming months. You know, just being aligned with Shane and being able to get in there with the phenom in itself. He's, he's a legend and needs no introduction, you know. So I'm uh, very, very happy that we got to see Taker come on back. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good shows, good handicap match. I guess they uh, pulled this one out a little earlier because apparently the slotting was supposed to be a a triple threat or a handicap. I don't know. I'm not too sure about how any of that works as far as like booking goes, but I do know this was a great booking decision that I'm very excited about in general. So let's uh, move on into the next segment. Okay. 
these feats of strength, these contests, these these one-on-one bouts of who is the strong man. I think that this is a, a thing. This could be a great rivalry of who's the strongest man on Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley, the almighty, taking on the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Who is the stronger man? That's it's. I think it's very good stuff. I think uh, in this iteration of them practicing for a tug of war, it's starting off as something that's supposed to be seemingly comical. But we are, in my opinion, getting to see some very compelling muscle man TV. We haven't seen something like this, I don't think. Uh, maybe something else has come up, but I like how we're having like that Mark Henry esque, you know. Uh, you know, just that type of, you know, world's strongest man uh, competition stuff going on. So, you know, it showed Braun pulling a truck, showed Bobby Lashley ripping a rope in half that was, I guess, wrapped around a, a, a big wood. <laughs> but, um, I, hey, look, I, I like it. I'm, it was, it was fun for the most part. Bobby Lashley always. <laughs> Right before he loses, goes to tag Strowman. LOL, this iteration being a tug of war. You know, Mr. McMahon, he has quite the sense of humor. I just say that, you know, it, it made me chuckle, you know, just uh, looking at what these guys are, you know, just how their rivalry continues to, you know, breed itself and create itself. But um what could be what what else could they do you know they've had their match maybe it culminates in another match maybe maybe at SummerSlam or whatever but these feats of strength these contests they're they're fun I, I like it people want to complain I don't like complaining about stuff like this because it's like hey it gives them television time it gives them something to do and it's a different type of element to roll you know it's much better than the obstacle course you know, that Bobby Lashley had to go through and prove himself back when he first first got back. But now it's just like, you know, he's going in, he's doing what he's told in so many senses. But beyond that, it's something that is fairly entertaining, especially for your bodybuilders and such like that, because they're reaching out to all types of uh, parts of the audience. So I really hope the, the bodybuilders enjoyed it. I know I did. And um, it's it's fun. It's what it's supposed to be. So it's all good. Let's move on into the next segment, though. Wait, no, Bobby Lashley. Oh, so I believe uh, Braun Strowman was going to win, and Bobby Lashley cheated. Like I said, it was good. Not mad at it at all. Gallows and Anderson, Chad Tubad and Tex Ferguson, they're uh, in the back, and we really see AJ, uh, and he, I guess, is getting prepared for his... Uh, match up with Ricochet later on in the evening for our main event. And we have uh, No Way Jose's music hit. I believe yeah, he's going for, he's having an interview or something like that with Charlie. And um, yeah, No Way Jose music hit out of nowhere. I'm thinking that was actually one of those small uh, mistakes or just mishaps outside in the main part of the arena. But no, no. There's the conga line, and No Way Jose is back there, uh, you know, uh, dancing it up with all of them. And you catch Doc Gall, or excuse me, you catch Gallows and Anderson, uh, you know, dancing along with them. We know AJ's been really trying to, you know, light the fire inside of Gallows and Anderson 
since last week and you know it's like well you gotta get it gotta get a little more serious about things they uh i uh what was it carl anderson wasn't necessarily feeling it you know it was like who are you to tell me to step up but um ultimately these guys uh end up getting into a match with the uso was it the part of me they end up getting into a match with the Viking Raiders, the Usos, they took on last week and lost. Now, they had a se- an averagely competitive match in the early going, but ultimately, the Viking Raiders picked up the victory. And, uh, man, I, uh, I don't want don't to count, count out Gallows and Anderson, but it's, uh, it's a couple of losses in a row now. The streak is, uh, you know... Uh, it's growing. We all know that these guys are all completely badass. Already, like, they're former tag team champions. The story is that they, excuse me, the story is that they've gotten complacent. And uh, AJ's trying to rile them back up to being back at the tag team, or top, excuse me, back at the top of the tag team division. And Lord knows that the uh, tag team division could use it right now. So, um, yeah, it would be uh, really good to see them. Uh, finally get fed up and say, you know what, now we're serious. But that all remains to be seen. We'll see exactly how everyone in charge of creative decides to take it, what direction they decide to take it in. So I'm pulling for Gallows and Anderson, but we will see exactly what happens. You know, uh, everybody has their ideas of what's really going on with old contracts not being re-signed or whatever so have you. So... I, I mean, I'm not like I know my lane and I stay in it. So we'll just see how uh, these guys are booked in the near future. So I'm um, all in all, Viking Raiders pick up that victory tag team division, you know, still retooling itself uh, as far as Raw goes. SmackDown is, uh, we'll see. I'm looking at maybe three tag teams that are obvious on SmackDown right now, but oh, excuse me. With the ever-looming brand split and wildcard rule evolving to the point where we don't even need to really bring it up anymore because it's obvious, you know, um, we'll just have to see how it all, you know, continues to evolve and, you know, just, just, you know, just play itself out. All right, Kofi was slotted for a match against Sam Zayn, had a quick promo. Kofi went at it, WWE champion style, made himself look real good. Sami Zayn had a couple good moments. Ultimately, Kofi was able to pick up the victory. Kofi wins, but then KO, who was ringside, interfering in the match every so often, uh, challenged Kofi to a match. Now, we don't know if this was for the championship. I think it was. I don't know, but after the match was over, it was and still. So, we don't know. Uh, we'll see. How that goes, we'll see if they decided to put it on the line. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll just have to listen in and see what commentary has to say about it next week. But, man, Kofi picked up that count-out victory on KO after the SOS on the ramp. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, one of the most high-impact moves of the evening. So Kofi goes out looking really, really strong. And out comes Samoa Joe attacking from behind. Hmm. Heel tactics. But, I mean, and, and, you know, it isn't, it isn't very championship-like. But, uh, hey, you know, you get it how you can get it. 
Joey's still clearly salty in storyline that uh, he, you know, took that L to Ricochet last night. And now he's uh, stepping his sights up. You know, that's quite the way to get back on the horse. I guess that's the way that the uh, creative wants to look at it. And, hey, man, Samoa Joe is great. Samoa Joe is an excellent superstar. I think he's a perfect uh, person to be in this slot for uh, the championship. You know, just to be in contention. We don't know if he's... uh, I don't know. We'll just see how this uh, rivalry continues to build itself. We know Joey's one of the uh, better... Uh, promos on the microphone so it's definitely going to be interesting to see I, uh, I've i enjoyed watching Joe in a couple of different uh, capacities as far as he's you know going up against Ray it was unfortunate that he caught that you know slight injury and you know the US title thing and you know losing to Ricochet but now he's at I think that those two losses kind of showed that he's capable of performing out of storyline at the top championship level, so if Mr. McMahon has the faith in him, then we're just gonna uh, we're gonna see how he uh, fares if he is to be uh, having the championship match, so or championship opportunity. So we'll see. I'm going to have some faith in it, and uh, hey, that was it was good stuff all in all. Um, so uh, Ko and Zayn during the commercial break had to. Where they were talking and cut their promos on Everett Washington, and this is a part of why I think that you know it's some very very good stuff in the meantime. Uh, so I'm not upset at all with it. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, you know, took that loss last night at uh, well stomping grounds, but uh, Nikki Cross was very interested in redeeming herself. So she attempted to do that. There was a tag team match between Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Natty, and Naomi. Uh, hey, good stuff. You know, they they went and they did their thing. A couple spots. Naomi lost rather quickly, you know. And um, Natty ended up taking a pin after Nikki Cross basically did all of the work. But, um, oh, that's how it was. It was, a, it was a one-on-one match between Naomi and Alexa Bliss. I was pretty excited about that. But Alexa Bliss picked up the quick victory after the commercial break impromptu tag match where Nikki Cross did a bit of the work and Alexa Bliss came in and got the pin after the fact. Ha-ha. Very funny stuff. They're, they're trying to continue the storyline. They actually confronted uh, Nikki Cross in front of Alexa and selling her, or in so many senses. In front of Alexa telling her that yeah that she's only using yeah she's only using you and you know all that so it's like um we'll see and know we see it's kind of clear but I think right now they're just building up Nikki's character so it's it's working out fairly well it's looking good and uh, Alexa jumping in and just grabbing the quick pin very very funny stuff it uh, made me chuckle. <laughs> It really made me chuckle just to see how quick she jumped in off that tag and, you know, got the pin to cover and it was it was good. You know, it was it was you know it progressed the storyline. So we'll see how it all continues to go. I'm mean, I'm happy that the the women's division was able to at least get out there and do some do some stuff in the ring. 
and, you know, just be able to showcase a little bit of their talent. So we'll see how things continue to develop as the weeks continue. Boy, oh boy. And we get into the main event of the evening. Ricochet, AJ Styles, non-title. Man, these guys were just showing off athletically at this point. Uh, they both could keep up with each other for the most part. Gallows and Anderson came out to interfere brief. Well, not really interfere, but just be, you know, ringside for the good brother. AJ said, nah, man, this is important. We want to do this one fair and square. So I'm not starting the match until you guys go ahead and take your exit real fast. And, you know, they said, okay, whatever. And AJ uh, continued to go at it with Ricochet. Had a good little matchup. And uh, picked up the victory off of the phenomenal forearm after uh, I think Ricochet missed that 6:30. So all in all, it was a good match. Very, very, very fine stuff. It was the first time that they went at it, so we know that they're gonna uh, continue to do this potentially, and well, maybe. I hope they do, and it's gonna be uh, very fun to see how that rivalry develops if they are to continue it but we will see what happens so shout out to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week that was monday night raw tonight is smackdown live so i will catch you guys tomorrow peace